CRC FM Sports with Guinness Castle Bar, home to Mayo's best range of branded menswear for less. Well, you're all very welcome back to the Saturday Sports Show here on 102.9 CRC FM. You can join the conversation by texting 87 935 Once again, that is 87 935 Well, Stephen Kenny is looking for his first win as Republic of Ireland manager as his international team set their sights upon Serbia in Belgrade on the 24th of March. That will be followed by a fixture at the Aviva Stadium on the 27th of March against Luxembourg, while there is an international friendly expected against Qatar on the 30th of March. International football will, by all accounts, and according to FIFA, continue to go ahead, whereas Premier League managers like Jurgen Klopp and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer stated they will not be releasing their players if they have to go and travel to red-listed countries such as Portugal to play international football and have to quarantine upon their return. Well, Stephen Kenny is indeed going to be looking for that first win and we are hoping as Ireland fans that he does achieve that or at least a positive result in Belgrade. But considering the luck that he has had, gentlemen, and Stephen Grealis and Jimmy Blake are hopefully still on the line with me, he has had a dreadful run of luck. You know, the situation travelling over to Bratislava for the Euro qualifier, or the Euro playoff rather, where Adam Ida and Aaron Connolly were both sitting too close to each other and there was an infected or false positive of the backroom staff and the total disarray that the Irish attacking front was thrown into. And unfortunately, we did not win that fixture going out in penalties to Slovakia. I asked you, both of you before you came on air if you were Stephen Kenny, how would you line out this Irish team and who would be your preferred first 11? If I can get the thoughts of you, Jimmy, first, if you were Stephen Kenny sitting in that hot seat, who would you put out to play in Belgrade? Well, he's already in, in trouble defensively because uh, a few players out, I think Coleman is injured. Um, Kenny is definitely out. Uh, it's very hard to see how he's going to select a team, you know, a solid team from what he has. I, look, if I was picking the team and I had something got to do with it, you know, you, you would have to depend on some of the old reliables. Uh, certainly in the centre of that defence, I'd put O'Shea. I think he's proven with West Brom that he's a capable defender. Uh, he has saved West Brom time and time again from worse. Uh, faith has already faced him, in fairness to him. Goalkeeper, there's no question about it. Uh, Randolph in the Stevens has to be uh, involved uh, in the defence. Uh, I'm not sure, you know, could you bring Robbie Brady into a defensive uh, setup? He's mainly a midfield player, but he, he, he has, in fairness, uh, lined out as a defensive player. Uh, midfield, not one of my greatest uh, players, uh, Jeff Hendricks, but in fairness to him, uh, he has worked hard for Newcastle. He has, you know, been uh, one of the best players uh, for most part of the season and that. So I, I would certainly include him. Uh, 
after that, it's it's very very hard for a manager even to to look for players because we don't have the quality players in the Premiership. You're going to have to go down to maybe down even to to League One, you know, to to get quality players. And it, it, for me, it doesn't always. It's, it's not always Premiership players that you know should be given the opportunity. Uh, the likes of Connolly up front, for me, he's not a, an out-and-out striker, but who, who else can you play? James Collins, the bulky man, capable of scoring a goal, not having a great season uh, with Luton. Uh, but I, I certainly would put him in there because of his physicality, and we missed that. Uh, I don't know if a lad player from Rotherham, Kieran uh, Sadley, I don't know if you've ever heard of him or not. Mm. Uh, he's having a fairly good season, a good player, a player that can be used either in defence or, you know, midfield. Uh, he's known to score goals. I certainly would have him, you know, on the bench. On the bench. McCarthy, certainly another player of Crystal Palace. I certainly would have him in defence. Uh, there's a chap... Uh, who's making a name for himself with uh, Southampton Smallbone is his name he's an English lad but uh, has played on the late for Ireland a player that uh, certainly if we can nail him down for full international will be a player going forward but I, I certainly wouldn't like to select a, a, a team because of the quality of players we had in the Premiership certainly some of them are not good enough for international football and I feel sorry for for him there's uh, he's going to have a huge headache and no matter what team he puts out he's going to face the criticism of pundits and, and the fans but I, I think looking down to the list of players that we have uh, young players that's trying to trade in England I think over the next season or two if he's given the opportunity because of the ways he plays football because of his mindset, I think we will get a, a team that's going to be able to qualify for tournaments. But I, I think there's maybe one tournament that we're not going to make. Yeah, it may be a step too far to be getting our hopes up for qualifying for Qatar in a year's time. Stephen, looking at the injury list ahead of this international fixture, you're looking at James McCarthy, who would be expected to play in midfield, seems to be out injured, Roy Hodgson not signalling that he's going to return anytime soon. Fortunately, Seamus Coleman does look like he will be returning to Carlo Ancelotti's setup at Goodison Park in the near future. So, fingers crossed, he will be available for Stephen Kenny. But James McLean, another one, is definitely ruled out for that fixture. That may be a blessing in disguise. Perhaps looking at the options that he has, Stephen, is it a time now to totally freshen up the squad, forget about the likes of James McCarthy, forget about even Darren Randolph, bring in Cuevin Kelleher, bring in the up-and-coming stars you're looking through at Jason Knight at Derby County, who has only missed one game all season, albeit at a wretched Derby County side. But he is performing week in, week out at a high enough level at the age of 19. Josh Cullen as well at Anderlecht. He made that brave move to join Vincent Company at the Belgian capital and it really has borne fruit for him. Many of the fans following online have stated he was the signing of the season in the entire Belgian Pro League for half a million from West Ham United. Are these some of the names that we could 
perhaps expect to see line out in Belgrade? To expect to see in Belgrade? I don't think so. But for the future in general, yes. I just don't see Stephen Kenny making these changes so so quickly. But I do see it in time happening. These these players come in. I think Zach Knight has been a revelation. I I've, I've I actually watched him once or twice this season. You know the odd championship game I've seen. He's been fantastic. Again, you say in a poor Derby County team, yes, it has been. But he has been a, a bit of a shine and light there. And there's already talk of bigger clubs looking at him already. You know, I believe Sheffield United have actually already looked and seem interested in him for uh, as a player they're going to look at in the summertime. It's quite a, it is quite interesting. Actually, when when you asked me to, to pick a team, I was actually very very torn between the goalkeeping position and if Darren Randolph hadn't have gotten the 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 game time he's had in recent weeks, I would have been as in, I would have been inclined to pick Quiven Kelleher. I I don't think it's it would be a case of very very easy to drop Darren Randolph considering when he plays for Ireland he's probably he wasn't I don't think probably he is our most consistent performer. That kind of tells its own story really when you see that he's the one that has to do the most in a game it's not easy I I would be optimistic Seamus Coleman will be back fit oh, I'd, I'd hope he would be too Darrow Shea I'm, he is very young and he's he's had a bit of a raw deal of it this season in a West Brom team that have conceded bucket loads of goals the reality is you're looking at someone like Shane Duffy that's going to be there and personally I think another man if he's fit that will probably actually step into the team will be Kieran Clark. Clark has actually had a had a run of games this season with Newcastle for the first time in a while. I know he's over I know he's over he's over thirty now, but still he's he's someone that has a I think he could have a part to play in this team. Certainly for these for these upcoming games, there is the possibility that uh, that Stephen Kenny will look and possibly play three at the back. And if he does, so it will be very interesting to see who he uses in that back three. Some are suggesting that Ender Stevens could be on, we'll see the left of the back three with Robbie Brady in a wing-back position, or likewise Seamus Coleman on the right of a back three with Matt Doherty out in the wing-back position. Matt Doherty is someone who a year ago we were clamouring to be in the team. He was sensational with Wolves, really, for his first while there, for his first two seasons in the Premier League. Since moving to Spurs, things have stagnated a lot from... Uh, I, I think the style of football there doesn't suit him. I don't think he's someone that's... He's set out to be a very defensive-minded fullback. He's he's got he he is an attacking spark. We've seen that with Ireland. He likes to get up the pitch. Look at obviously he missed a penalty that night against Slovakia, and you know it hasn't been it has not been an easy year for him whatsoever. In terms of midfield for this for the for this game against Serbia, I I think Conor Howrahan has to be the the focal point of the team, providing again that he's he's fit. Since going to Swansea, he's been a revelation. He got man of the match, I think, in two of his first three games, and he's really pushing them towards the towards the playoffs. When he plays, Howard a fantastic player. He's, he hadn't been getting the game time at Villa, and he asked he asked Dean Smith could he leave the club on loan to to get some game time. And he's proven that he is quality time and time again whenever he's on the field. Perhaps not enough to start for a Premier League team, but certainly he is good enough. And I think I think he is probably our most consistent performer in the middle of the field. Another player I think that will probably get a get a run out against Serbia and someone that I think is it has been quite good for Ireland when he's been given his sporadic chances has been Alan Brown. Brown has been Brown has been very consistent in the way that he plays and he, he again, you know, he's he's someone that he, he hasn't pushed through that glass ceiling in terms of playing for Ireland yet. 
in terms then of your options further up, there has been rumblings in recent, recent weeks that David McGoldrick is going to come out of international retirement and looking at what we have, I think it would be a blessing if he did because he, he might be the biggest man in the world but he, he offers such a presence up front. I know uh, Jimmy spoke about players like James Collins from, from Luton, a yeah, big man that hasn't only got a, only played for Ireland two or three times, I'm not actually sure. But I, I think McGoldrick, even though he's not as that big in stature, any time he played, he, he seemed to get him out of the match for Ireland because he linked up so well. He don't play. He mightn't always score, but he, he works so hard and on and off the ball. Then you're looking at the likes of other options there. Aaron Connolly, Callum Robinson could be someone that would be out in the wing. Callum O'Dowd is someone else. But someone that actually impressed me in a run-out that he had last year, uh, when we played England at Wembley and we lost 3-0, there was one player that night uh, from an attacking point of view that actually impressed me with his work rate and his desire and had, had some very good moments uh, down the down the right wing. And that was Daryl Horgan, someone that's kind of gone off the radar really, you know, since his move over to England. I know he's had a, he's had a spell at Hibernian as well, but he's... Uh, He's someone that I think, if given the opportunity, could could do very well because he's got a really, really, really good attitude to the game and he works so, so hard. He is. I, I spoke about McGoldrick being a, a hard worker, but he is absolutely tireless in what he does and he's so consistent in his, in his performance. He's someone that I'm surprised hasn't actually had a bigger move yet. Um, perhaps not with the Premier League now, but certainly to a higher level championship club. But he is someone that I would be thinking that is definitely in with a shout of playing... I think Aaron Connolly will really, really want to play and really wants to prove a point. Ademita likewise, but I think Connolly more so, considering the debacle that happened last year that you know stopped him from playing the playoff against Slovakia, that hurt him on a personal level so, so much. And personally, you look at the chances we had that night, I think that's the reason we didn't beat them and didn't get the opportunity to go into the playoff for a spot at the European Championships. Yeah, it is very disappointing for Aaron Connolly. He has had a, a terrible run of poor luck, really. Uh, he has out again injured for this evening's game between Leicester and Brighton at the Amex Arena. And it's kind of a same old familiar story for him. Whenever he does get a run in the Brighton team, he does seem to pull up with some injury here and there. Is it becoming a case in point, Jimmy, where you would have to look at the likes of the Irish contingent at Brighton Hove Albion, considering Jason Malumby as well. He's a favourite of Stephen Kenny, a tireless worker, perhaps not the best in a positional sense for a big game like a away match against Serbia. But looking at them, the age that they are, would it perhaps be better to see them playing at a lower level where they could get a run of games under their belt as the likes of Adam Ida is beginning to do and as he scored last weekend? Well, for any footballer, game time is what they want and is what they need, and that it's very hard for a manager to select players that aren't getting game time. But we've seen that too often with Republic of Ireland managers uh, who have selected teams where five or six players wasn't even getting on the bench for their respective teams, and that and that was a huge problem for managers and and the players. Look, Stephen mentioned Daryl Horgan, uh, and I agree 100% with him. He has gone off the radar, but he's an absolute workhorse. McGoldrick did the same. I'm watching the Southampton, Sheffield United game, Southampton currently wound up with the penalty. But the work that McGoldrick is doing is just unbelievable. He doesn't score many goals, but he, he makes goals. He's probably one of the... He was off the Sheffield United team, and certainly for 
quite a games with the Republic of Ireland. But I think because the, we're also in World Cup year as well, uh, I think that's starting towards the end of March, the World Cup qualifications. You know, we have to be looking towards the future. And, that. and there are players playing the trade in the lower leagues. Of course, we have uh, Paris, a uh, lot of talk about him, um, you know, a lot of interest uh, from clubs about him. And he certainly is one as a striker for the future. So we we have to start looking and playing the likes of those youngsters, give them the opportunity, give them the game time. And if we do that, I'm, I'm sure with the amount of players that we have uh, playing football, we're certainly going to get uh, a team. They're not going to be water beaters, but they'll certainly play with pride and they will get us to tournaments. And I think that's the road we, we have to go. Sometimes we tend to rely on you know, the old stock and look to say what you know, what choice do we have and that. Take the chance. You know, be brave, have a go and select a fresh team. Bring out players that uh, some people may not have heard of because they don't follow the championship or, or league one. There are players uh, playing in those leagues that are well capable of putting on international short. I remember when Steve Bull made his debut for England and uh, I think it was in League uh, Division 2 he was playing at the time. But he certainly proved to be one of the top players of his generation. So why not give these young players an opportunity to see how far they can take us? And I think with the way Kenny, you know, manages teams and that, and the type of football he plays, uh, we could do very, very well under him. Yeah, you don't even have to go to Steve Bull you know considering Matt Doherty only a few short seasons ago was plying his trade in League 1 with then Wolverhampton Wanderers League 1 side just one promotion is all it takes one move up the divisions and you become the most important player in this Irish setup. so scant is the quality within the ranks that Stephen Kenny has to choose from and looking through League 1 it seems to be where most of our players are plying their trade there is a strong Irish contingent at Portsmouth Marcus Harness was brought into the Irish setup, and he seems to have a certain match-winning ability about him. If he performs and if he plays on his day, he really does seem to have the favour of Stephen Kenny. Brought him into the last squad, and has something that maybe David McGoldrick would have as well. He too was playing for Ipswich as well in the lower divisions, and has since gone on to be and really stamped his claim of being a Premier Division striker keeping Ryan Brewster out of the Sheffield United squad and uh, of the first team as well do you think that as well Stephen that we should be looking to maybe change of the old guard not just relying upon who's playing at the bigger club higher division and see who can actually fit into Stephen Kenny's philosophy and play possession based football because even the likes of Conor Horan has seemed to be a bit at sea whenever he is asked to play with the ball and keep progressive balls forward to what is an unfortunately rather poor attacking trio that we have yeah it's uh, it's quite a difficult one really because you can tell Stephen wants to implement this this style of football that that has brought him success really with Dundalk and the Ireland under 21s for that matter 
again, it is about the quality of player. And, you know, again, Jimmy spoke well about saying that just because you're not playing in the Premier League does not mean you're not a quality, quality footballer. And I think he's right in that regard. Stephen is someone that wants to play this progressive brand of football, not the classic hoof it long uh, way that we've been doing it for the last 30 years or so, really. You know, and uh, it, it can prove it can prove successful. These you know players that aren't how we say I won't say mainstream footballers, but you know what I mean in terms of they're not players that have you know played in the Premier League for two or three seasons. You know, the, there is quality down in the Championship and in and in League One to a lesser extent. But these a lot a lot of the players that have played with under twenty one setups aren't players that are in the Premier League. They are players that are at these smaller clubs, but. Inevitably, when they when they you know obviously go out with the under twenty one age grade, they don't seem to get these chances at uh, we'll say senior level. And I think it is a bit of a disappointment, you know, that it doesn't happen because, as I said, this has to be a progression. You know, there has to be something coming along the line because we stagnated now for quite a long time. And really and truly, these last two Nations League campaigns have been nothing short of an embarrassment. You know, I talk back to the first one between Wales and Denmark. That was we we had some shocking performances then. Even recently, you know, with Finland and Bulgaria there too, we we struggled against those teams. So it, it, look, at, and we barely survived that Division B by the skin of our teeth. We have to make this step forward, and whether that be using these younger players that are playing in lower divisions, so be it. Because it's like anything; you see it a lot of the time. You know with clubs you blood in these younger players for the future when things aren't going well teams have done it quite successfully and you know it's worked you look at Arsenal who haven't been doing fantastically in the last couple of years one of the main stakes in that team the last year or two has been Bukayo Saka he's a young player of the future and even though results hadn't been going their way to give someone and a young to give someone young that opportunity today was his 50th Premier League appearance he was nine, he's 19 He's an inter- he's an England international because of this because he's had that experience and he's been thrown in at the deep end. I think Ireland could use doing something like that. Get one of these younger players that might be playing in the Premier League. Throw them in at the deep end. Let them let them see. Let's see if they sink or swim. And they mightn't swim straight away, but this could stand them in two and three years' time when we're trying to qualify for another major tournament down the road. And really and truly, it I think it has to happen because we're not going forward the way we are. So something has to change. Yeah, and there is one young man that we have been keeping an eye on here on the Saturday Sports Show for some time. It is, of course, Ballyhonis's 17-year-old La Liga sensation, John Joe Patrick Finn. I have a, a short audio clip here, gentlemen, for you to listen to. This is the Ireland under-21 boss, Jim Crawford, on being asked about calling John Joe Patrick Finn up for the under-21 team coming up next week. Very interesting. Just take a listen. And uh, now... I have spoken to the mom there a couple of weeks ago and there'll be more contact made about the the up and coming camp. So I'll have more on that, Paul. Um, but it's 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 still been positive enough, you know, and and but I think the important thing is not to to rush the player, you know, and um you know it's, it's you know, it's is is that has come from Bally Harness and um he, um, you know, that, that there's a real emotional attachment for John, John Joe Finn, and um, with Ireland, you know, and and it's really, you know, I don't want to be aggressive in the pursuit of John Joe Finn. I, you know, it's it's his decision. What would I have sort of laid out to him as the strong 
and unique pathway that's that exists here with the Republic of Ireland. And you know, I, I'm sure there was other countries involved in, in trying to to get them on board, but you know, I'd have to question, okay, uh, how strong is their pathways? You know, is, is there an opportunity of, of playing senior international football within the next two, three years? I don't know, because I do know there is an aggressive approach by certain countries where they'll just try to hoover up as many uh, players as they possibly can. And, and they could have 10, 15, 20 players for one position, but, uh, but they don't mind. And that's the, the relentless pursuit they have in, in terms of building their player pool. That was Ireland under-21 boss Jim Crawford on John Joe Patrick Finn, the 17-year-old youngest debutante in La Liga this season for Getafe. He wasn't in the squad today. He has been missing from the Getafe squad for the last two games. They lost to Real Valladolid today, having a man score a goal and then get sent off. That is everything you need to know about Getafe. But he is playing at that high level, Jimmy. He is making an appearance at such a tender age. I've only witnessed him play a few times he does look to be a 17-year-old. He does look to be finding his feet. Six foot four at the age of 16. He has Cameroon, England, Spain and Ireland vying for his interests. What do you make of Jim Crawford's comments there? Well, you know, to aggressively pursue him, I think he, he, he's wrong to, to use those words. I think he should uh, aggressively pursue an interest in him. And that, uh, I know Jim Crawford... And he's a nice lad. Uh, he's good at what he does, but that was a, been a problem with the previous Irish managers in that we we had players, we, we had Declan Rice. Uh, all we had to do was just put him over the line for two minutes of a game, uh, a full international, and he was ours. Uh, we failed to do that. So I hope we have learned from the mistakes we have made when it comes to, to players and that. Uh, young players certainly like to make a name for themselves for their club and go on to play international football. It's the aim of every footballer. And we have an opportunity because of his father. I'm sure his father will have some influence uh, with him on that. Uh, I wouldn't like to force the, the child to... to play for any particular country but certainly at, at that age and his physique uh, it would be a great asset to the Irish squad Without a doubt and I do think well he's a kind of an enigma John Joe Patrick Finn it's very rare to see a Premier League or rather a top flight footballer at the age of 17 to have no social media accounts very hard to get information on him but Nathan Murphy of Off the Ball and of course a son of Ballyhonis as well he stated that, unfortunately, John Joe Patrick Finn's father passed away. Jim Crawford said there he's speaking to the mother, so that does kind of point towards that. And also, if you're reading between the lines, you hear him say he has an emotional connection to Ireland. Craig Hughes of the Irish Daily Mail played football with John Joe Patrick Finn in Ballyhonis when he was 12 years of age. And his father was around then and said to Craig that if he ever makes the level... He will choose Ireland. So here's hoping. Stephen, what do you make of the comments there? And should we, as a Irish setup, be aggressively pursuing John Joe Patrick Finn? Yeah, I think aggressively pursuing it, it, it it's a tad strong, especially considering the lad's tender age. It's mad to think someone like that is four years younger than myself and has, has, has a La Liga experience under his belt. But uh, 
No, look, I, I think, you know, when I'm coming from from Ireland and Mayo in particular, you know, originally, I, I think he probably, if he was given the opportunity and speaking on those comments, he probably would choose Ireland. And, you know, something, it's, it'd be very refreshing to see something like that, especially someone that's, again, at such a young age, getting such experience. And I think his career will flourish in the meantime if he stays at Getafe for another couple of years and we'll just, you know, Again, if the option to come to a bigger club was to happen in the next year or two, I think it would be a foolish thing to do. I think, you know, when he's getting game time in Getafe, I think it would be better off for him and his development if he, if he was to stay there. But, uh, yeah, I'd be very hopeful that he get uh, get an opportunity where Ireland. And I think that he would he would be the type of lad that would take it to, considering, again, those comments that were said that his father spoke about years ago, that if he, was, he had the opportunity, he would choose Ireland. Yeah, here is hoping certainly for for a Mayo man as well. It's very rare to see Mayo soccer player making their name. Oftentimes it is when they are born somewhere else, similar to Kevin Kilban, of course, as well. But Jimmy, you're the one who mentioned Ballyhonis does have form in this regard. Simon Webb played for Tottenham Hotspur, unfortunately not making it to the international level. But it would be a great moment for this county, for his family, I'm sure, as well, uh, here in Ballyhonis to see him represent Ireland and wear that green jersey. Fascinating to keep an eye out for Jim Crawford's under-21 squad selection that will be coming up for their under-21 fixtures at the end of this month. Gentlemen, we have to leave it there. Many thanks to Stephen Grealis and Jimmy Blake for joining us here on the Saturday Sports Show and for your insight on the Premier League and the Ireland selection that is coming up too. We are going to go to a very short ad break. After this, I'll be chatting to Tony Stakelum and Michael Kelly about hurling in County Mayo. Don't go anywhere. CRCFM Sport with Guinness Castle Bar, home to Mayo's best range of ready-made curtains and accessories.